When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. It's Saturday lunchtime, which means it's crunch time on SEN. Crunchy fried chicken by Red Rooster. And the three-liter Isuzu D-Max. Born to live. The rugby league community was rocked on Wednesday. The news filtered through. The great Tommy Terrific. Tommy Radonigus had died just days out from his 71st birthday. The battler, the knockabout, the rock solid had left us, but the memories most certainly hadn't. And uh, I had a call, and it was called um, Cattle Dog. And Spud Carroll loved it. So what a minute, we put a stink on, we are in trouble. But the scrum sort of packed down, and Steve Menzies just put his head up, and he said, oh, no, not the dreaded cattle. Poor old Steve Menzies couldn't crush a grape. As the tributes continued for Tommy, we looked ahead to round five of the National Rugby League. A Bunnies win over the Broncos may have been a likely result and tipped by most, but what happened just before halftime? Far less predictable. They come back to the right-hand side. Field goal! Two-point field goal! Two-point field goal! 40-plus metres, two-point field goal! Yeah! First one of the year. I think we have witnessed history here tonight, gentlemen. Little Renault in the history books. To the Warriors and the Seagulls on a balmy central coast. Manly had been battling with no Tommy Turbo, but internally they privately also knew just how hard life would be without Fanua Blake. So when the New Zealand team sheet came out on Tuesday and the big fella was absent, a knee injury to keep him sidelined for four months, would this be a break the Eagles needed? With only seconds on the clock, this fella, DCE, the one they paid Big Dosh for, sure comes in handy, and it's fair to say our man Finchie loved it. Goes back this time, Daly, right foot He's kick. Daly Cherry He's has kicked it. it. He's kicked the goal. And Manly, with <laughs> one second remaining, have won the match with a Daly Cherry Evans field goal. Raiders and the Panthers, what a way to finish your Friday night. And how about the memories? 30 years since the Licorice All Sorts pinched their first ever premiership. Ironically, that was after a year of being the bridesmaid. Is this feeling familiar? Well, what's not familiar, it's the first ever time the team from near the mountains had started a season with five wins on the bounce. It's going to bounce for Jerome. Luai scores the try. Burton it is that weaves his way through. That is a magical bit of play from Matty Burton. Forbes Ferrari stopped on a dime and then he went again. Momorowski comes up with a outstanding try assist. They are absolutely flying, just like our co-hosts today, Denon Kemp. And Brett Finch. It's time, that's right. This is crunch time. With thanks to Red Rooster and Azuzu. Uh, certainly is, gentlemen, and we have got a magnificent, magnificent Saturday afternoon as we are approaching winter, but for now you wouldn't know it. It's a spectacular day. It's a sad week, of course, uh, with the passing of Tommy Radonicus. 
uh, the retirements of Jake Friend and also Michael Morgan. We'll get to those in a moment. But, uh, Finchy, good afternoon. Sugar, how are you going, mate? You've certainly joined the short straws back-to-back days with me, but uh, it was good games last night, manly off the mark. They'll be sleeping a lot easier last night. We'll be happy boys at Brookvale this morning. I never felt they were ever going to lose, did no, I? You, you were missing that during the, yeah. during the coverage, the whole game. You thought they were certainly in a good position. And uh, DC, you're right, he's, he's the money man and he's delivered it again. I was speaking about money man. He's in the house here, the great <laughs> Denon Kemp. Wow, well, that's fucking news to me. That's news to me. No, I'm very, very uh, happy to be here. I'm, here. I'm back, so I wasn't too bad last time. So hopefully I can deliver again. Big news all over the place. We will get to Tommy. We'll get to Michael Morgan. We'll get to Jake Friend a little bit later on. But uh, getting home last night, Finchy, I turned the TV on to watch a bit of uh, rugby league. But there was no rugby league after it finished the wrap-up because it was all about the big news in the royal family. Are you across this situation, Denon? Yeah, absolutely devastated about this. Um, You know, me and the missus sat down at a chat this morning about how do we go forward with uh, such huge news. Mm. we're on the rocks at the moment, me and the missus, because she's she's struggling. So yeah, it's going to be a tough time going forwards for uh, the guy that died. Um, Who, who's overseas. that? A very uh, a man that was very important to us as Australians. Mm. Um, and I I don't know how we move forward as a country, to be honest. Yeah, there's our royal correspondent, Dennis <laughs> Kemp. Uh, Finchie, you know a bit it was more only about five this. Five minutes ago, he thought Charles had passed away. <laughs> Kemp, this <laughs> is Prince Charles. Uh, Prince Philip, of course, uh, ninety nine. Uh, gee, that's a good life. If you were oh. offered ninety nine, Finchie, wouldn't you take that? With open arms. Well, mate, a few months ago, 39 wasn't looking too good for me. So <laughs> 99, um, I'd be happy to get there. And, um, you know, a bit longer, he would have got a would have got a message off. I would have a letter from, from the wife yeah. to congratulate him. So uh, it certainly is a good dig. And, um, you know, I spent some time in England there playing at Wigan. And uh, I was there for, uh, I think, the Diamond Jubilee or the, one of those. Yeah. And, and, you know, obviously it's huge in England. And uh, the celebrations were massive. So it's a... Uh, Passing of Prince Philip's sad day for uh, we're in the Commonwealth and he's a bit of a character, wasn't he? Someone I've seen the old uh, highlights on him this morning. He, mm. he looks like a bit of a character and certainly pulls no punches. No, no, and uh, well, just so I was getting an education on this as well, Denon. How does this all play out? Okay, so Finchy, Prince Philip passes away at ninety nine, mm. right? The Queen is about ninety four. When the day comes that the Queen passes away, for those who don't know, and you can have your say too, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. You can text us oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. When the Queen passes away, King Charles is that right? Charles, Charles then steps onto the throne. Right. I'm pretty sure that's correct. Yes. And then William. And then that's so we'll have a King William eventually. I said, well, that's his is his, his eldest father, William. Yeah. Yeah. Um, King Billy. Yeah. <laughs> King Bill. <laughs> yeah. King Billy Slater. Yeah. Um, and then who's next after that? It must Wally. be one at... Is Wally next? <laughs> Wally. Wally. Wally's next. Surely. King Wally. Then Gutho. Surely Wally's... King Gutho. Then Gutho. Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind that... Well, I mean, he's earned it. Yes. He's mm. definitely earned it. He's the king of Queensland. That's for sure. He's been on that throne for about 30 years, Wally. Yeah. And then Johnny King. Then <laughs> Johnny King. <laughs> yeah, Bernard King. Uh, and the list goes on. So uh, you can have your say. We're going to have a bit of fun. It is a Saturday. There's plenty of races too. Uh, we might be crossing out to the racetrack, I think you'll find as well, uh, courtesy of Sky Racing, to give us an update there. As uh, the Doncaster mm. handicap today, boys, uh, uh, looking forward to that. Uh, I had a text message this morning from the Punners Club. They said this is the uh, adults' Christmas day today, and uh, there's a race coming up in three minutes. We'll get out to that one as well, courtesy of Sky. Uh, it is race two, which is the Carbine Club Stakes. So we're the favourite in that particular race. Is the Irishman, uh, $2.80 into $2.50. So we'll keep an eye on that as well. Some big games coming up today, Denon. Uh, Kalen Ponga, who uh, he's back into the side for the Newcastle Knights, but 
There's a fair few nights not participating here. Of course, Mitchell Pearce gone for the year. Well, the no, most part. It's honestly, it's a bad perfect storm for mm. Kalen Ponga because everyone's going to be like, Kalen Ponga, do something, save us. Regardless of whether the coach come out and says, which Adam O'Brien has come out and said, he's not going to be the saviour. It is the, it's the worst situation ever because no matter what Kalen does, even if he just plays solidly, it's not going to be good enough. So I just think, look, be patient. Yes, he is an incredible superstar, but they have so many players out. There's, there's only so much that you can do as a fullback, especially coming back after, you know, the injuries that he's had um, and how, many, how much time he's had off the mm. footy. But also, you know, he, he is one of the most scrutinised players in the game. Like, if he's not playing at, Tede at Tedesco's level, which is, you know, Tedesco is genuinely on the track to challenge mm. Billy Slater. I'm mm. not saying he's there yet, but he's on track to challenge Billy Slater. So, Kalen Ponga constantly gets compared to him. And if he's not at that level, he's no good. He's nothing. Mm. Where it's like, hang on a sec. First of all, we're not appreciating how good Tedesco is. And second of all, you know, you've got to give Kalen Ponga a time, but B also, you've got to look at the roster he's got around him. If Kalen Ponga's in that Rooster side or a Melbourne side, you know, it's a much easier uh, role for him. So I just think, look, be patient. Um, don't, I mean, you don't want to hurt Kalen's confidence for when the boys do get back, you know? Mm. So I think that it's just be patient, let him get to it back to his game, make sure there's no errors, do all the little things right and just slowly build. What about this race of fullback, Finchie, where... And, and he's completely right down in camp. Kalen Ponga, who has been just basically anointed as the face of the game in the last two to three years. However, all of a sudden, if you were doing your power rankings, and admittedly he's not playing or hasn't been playing, which uh, makes it very hard for him. However, you've got Latrell Mitchell, who's airborne. You've got James Tedesco. You've got uh, Ryan Pappenhausen. Gutho's playing out of his skin. Mm. Roger Tuovasa Sheck. You know, we, we have been blessed with fullbacks, haven't we? Oh, well, now more than ever, the, the, the position of fullback is so important in the game. You, you talk of Kalen Ponga. Now, he's coming back to really a foreign game in a way because he hasn't played with under the new rules. Mm. You know, I spoke to Cameron Munster last week on the phone, and he said, mate, the speed's ridiculous. Yeah, everyone's he, he said, it's nothing like you've ever seen. Yep. And this is a bloke who hasn't missed a game from last year to this year, you know. So not only is he coming back off an injury, you know, and it's hard enough to get your match fitness, as we all know, if it's your first game coming back from injury, he's coming back into a environment he hasn't experienced in the game's quicker. So, you know, he's going to take a little while to, to get his feet on room. But again, the, the nature of the beach, which is rugby league, you know, if you, your dollar signs are at the top of the list, there's the expectation and fans have never been known to have any patience, yep. you know. Um, and I can attest to that. But there'll be an ex expectation and pressure on him, which is, you know, can't be right. It's probably a bit unfair. But, um, you know, in the world of where results matter most, he'll have an expectation on himself anyway, Caelan, but... Uh, Denham's right, he's got to give himself time and everyone should give himself time to at least a few games under his yeah, belt. Uh, well, I think you look at Latrell, a perfect example. You know, Wayne was extremely patient with him and now we're getting, you know, games with 10 tackle breaks, two mm. try assists, two tries, three line... Like, we're getting these incredible numbers from Latrell. Whereas I feel like if if you put Latrell in and you didn't have a coach that was very patient mm. with him, understood that the headspace needs to be right... Now, I know Kalen and Latrell are very different people, but they're both superstars. And sometimes I feel like with your superstars, you've just got to be yes. patient. Now, don't get me wrong, you can go the other direction with other superstars. Like, you could argue that Milford, they've been too patient with him, haven't been enough, very cutthroat with him. Um, but I think with Kalen, he's very young. He doesn't have the, mm. the roster around him currently. Give him at least five to six games. Or at least give him four to five games to just... Just yep. find his way. But but I even believe Kalen's not at that superstar level yet himself, mm. you know. Like, and it's not, he's a tremendous young player. 
don't get me wrong, and at his best he's as dangerous as anyone, but we haven't seen the consistency of a Tedesco no. or, or of a Latrell when he's up and running. He's not at that level, Caelan. You know, Very you look true. at his, uh, and this is, it comes back to the team you're in as well, but he's played one final in his career, you know, yeah. like, and they got bounced out. They finished eighth his highest position. You know, he might yep. have played the Cowboys, I'm not too sure, but he's, you know, when you look at the superstars, it's Tedesco and these blokes who deliver on the big stage, Pappenhaus and the Clive Churchill, you know, they're, yep. yeah, and this is not, that's not a shot against Caelan because he will get there. Yeah. I, th- I think when you're in a side that's, you know, he's one of the bigger names, the expectation is for him to play uh, or be like a Latrell or, or have that expectation where, you know, he's not that, his game's not at that level yet. You know, I think he will get there, but we, uh, his game's not consistently as where, where a Pappenhausen and, and Tedesco and these blokes have been the last eight Roger. months. Roger, and Roger's done it consistently yeah. too, Dally M, you know. Is that, is that concerning though? Because Pappenhausen debuted after. Mm. Pappenhausen debuted only two years ago. That's what I mean. So is it is it an evidence that the Newcastle system they're not getting the best out of Ponga, or is it evidence that Ponga may you know not be as close to that stage yet? Because Pappenhausen's gone from bench player to you, you look at those right. four tries from Pappenhausen last week. How did he score more? How much would he be on? What's what's our guess for Ryan Pappenhausen? Kalen would be on a million plus, I wouldn't he? Six seven hundred would be his new contract. Maybe about would be his new contract. New contract yeah. that he just but he on. scores four tries from supporting through the middle. Yeah. Now we, we Cooper Cronk made a great point in, in the coverage. They've gone out to the right. He, he was fifteen meters away from where the ball. Then they've just come back here in the half break, and he's bang. He's off down the middle of the field, and the ball comes back and. He well, you naturally good. look inside, don't you, when you make a break? Well, but, but just his instinct to yeah. go, you know, like, so his ability to know his strengths of his teammates. Where Kalen, I don't think Kalen's got a great understanding of that yet. Yeah. I think Kalen, a lot of great stuff he does, he creates for himself. Yeah. That's, you know, that's, like, to understand, say, a Barnett's got a right hand offload or, but you know, like, so you make other players help you become better. Yeah. You know? But I feel like Kalen is a different type of player in the sense that you probably wouldn't build a side around Pappy, but you could build a side around Kalen. So I think that, like, you're right. Like Papin using his instinct is very reminiscent of Villasada. He's like, on the ball. He's tw- on the ball twenty four seven. I don't know if Kalen nah. is that kind of nah. player. So it's going to be interesting to see can Newcastle build a game or team around him because at the moment I actually feel like they they haven't managed to build a suitable game plan for Kalen. Um, there was a period where I felt like. They were where they were creating space for Kalen rather than Kalen having to create space for himself. Whereas I, I feel like they moved him to six, which was a, I thought that was a shocking decision. Mm. I said it before it happened. Um, I, I think that really hurt his development. I, it was way too soon, uh, way too. It was on his body, wasn't good enough. But also, as I said, I think with Kalen, you want to create plays that give him space rather than him having to create plays for himself. Um, but I mean, Papenhuizen, he has just been. He when it comes to like getting the best out of the best system in the NRL, Papenhuizen has done that. The, the, the improvement he has made as a player in the last 24 months is probably the, the quickest and most improvement of nearly any player in the comp. He runs yeah, like oh, Sonic definitely. the Hedgehog. He does. He's yeah. spiky haircut. He's he, hunched over. And he's he's a great character. Fun. He should never change his hair because he's a great character. I tell you, I did some uh, tape for Fox League, which will be aired today, around support players. And, mm. and people naturally think support players, there's a break made and then the player supports. But I cut up some tape on Nathan Blacklock, Ryan Pappenhausen, Cody Walker. And what they do is, because when you think about this gentleman, and you're both fairly quick in in your games, when a player makes a break, they've made a break for probably a matter of seconds before they're forced to make a decision to to pass or dummy, basically, or take on the fullback. So therefore, 
Usain Bolt can't make up the distance if he's 10 metres back in no. that one or two split seconds. So when I was looking at the tape, quite often Cody Walker, Cody Walker is heading upfield in line with the ball. Yep. Nathan Blacklock in line with the ball. Uh, Ryan Pappenhausen in line with the ball. And it's a great lesson for kids. When you're playing junior footy, there's always that kid who's likely to make a break yeah. or likely to have an offload. And you've got to be thinking, okay, mm. if this player's got the ball, there's no point in me hanging you back know, 10 metres. You know what it is, is, and this is why the Storm is so good at it, a lot, a lot of players feel that in 80 minutes, I'll get my rest here, I'll get my rest there, and they'll, they'll just take a set off or whatever. Melbourne Storm, you are 80 minutes switched on. Like, yeah. you cannot for a second feel, there's no resting. No. If, if, if Bellamy sees you resting, it's, it's yeah. like, see you later. Same with you, the Roosters. You'll be rested for the next 25 weeks. Yeah. And so I just think that there are some teams that when that happens, it's because that person has decided to, in that set, he's like, you know what, I'm just going to get me breath back. Whereas you look at Tedesco and Papanews and they are, there's not a minute where they aren't looking to see what's happening, what's yeah, going on here. Yeah, and the big thing, especially with support play, when you think great su- supporters of our game, support play, you think Terry Lamb, yeah. um, Blacklock, because of the tries they score. But for halves as well, it's not only about supporting breaks. You've just got to be pushing up. You've always got to be on the ruck because the quicker you're at the ruck, the more time you've got is to look at the defence, look at your, where you, where the best option is for you, see how quick to play the ball, whether you've got a quick play the ball or slow play the ball, to come up with your play. Now, if you're forever off the pace and you get into the ruck late, yeah. you don't have as much time to think about what plays right for the game. And now it's even more important where the game's is quicker than ever. So that's supporting where, you know, when you're forever on the ball and pushing up with the, with the play. You're at the ruck, so you've got plenty of time to look up. You know, I might be down the short side, you've got numbers. You know, where are the players for me? What space can I create? The longer you're quicker you're at the ruck, the more time you have to to come up with the right play for your team. So it's not only just that supporting is when someone makes a break. You know, supporting is just pushing up with your forwards because you're at the ruck, which gives you the best opportunity to make the best decision for the next play. So, um, yeah, there's, there's someone like Pappenhausen. You're right. His speed certainly helps, but he's just on the ball. He, we expect the other day to count how many times if you're watching on telly that Pappenhausen's in the frame on every tackle. They're, yep. they're there they're there all the time. All the time. And it's back to hard work. You know, everyone talks about, oh, geez, they got lucky. Yeah. We've got to that person. Oh, there's a kick. And, and I go, you know what? A little secret about Lady Luck. She hangs out with people who work the hardest. Yeah. Look at this bloke. He's tracked that ball. You know, look at him off the ball. He's tracked the 15 metres to get in that position to, to receive it. Or, you know, if you work hard and keep yourself in the picture like the great players and the great teams do... You're going to get more bounces of the ball. 0457 736 736. Uh, just one moment, Den, and uh, don't forget as well, this is crunch time. Thanks to Red Rooster and Azuzu. Adam O'Brien had a few things to say about Caelan Ponga's return. I'm excited for KP to, to, to return. You know, to, The thing he loves doing is being out there playing footy with his mates, and I'm really excited to see him get out there and do that again. There's not a whole lot of pressure on KP to come back, and be the saviour, it's more about us continuing on that spirit that we showed last week, everybody as individuals getting their job done and let Kalen be himself. Yeah, and so he's pretty, pretty cool customer, he understands, you know, the teams go after him when he's playing, they like to get stuck into him and um, as I said last year, he's, he never, never whinges about it, he's a tough competitor and uh, yeah, he'll handle it fine. Uh, yes, there you go. There's Adam O'Brien. A big, big match coming up. We'll get to the other games a little bit later on. Uh, Denon, and you were saying before? I was just going to say, you know, it's interesting we talk about, you know, when the ball's in the air and supporting. Myself and Finchie were watching the Tigers game last week. Mm. And every time the ball hit the deck, there was blokes just jogging around it. And that's the difference mm. between the, the good and the, 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 the teams that are struggling and the teams that aren't. 
it's, as soon as the ball's in the air if, at the storm, everyone's moving. Yeah. You look at the teams like the, the Tigers, Broncos, Manly to an extent, uh, the Doggies, when the ball's in the air, yeah. it's kind of like, all right, I'm, I'm just going to walk, you know, kind of thing. So it just, it's, it's, it's such a, it seems like such an obvious yeah. thing, but a lot of teams don't do it. Well, you keep teams. moving first. You work first yeah. and then rest instead yeah. of going, oh, now I'll rest now. Oh, geez, I've got to go because yeah. I'm supposed to be there. Work first and then get there and rest. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Uh, just getting an update here. Yeah, it's urgency, isn't it? Whether they're defending, a ball's on the ground, the best team. It's all urgency. Uh, we go to uh, well. Let's do this. We'll get a bit of a golf update. <laughs> Yes, the old Caddyshack, eh? <laughs> uh, the Masters update thanks to Titleist Pro V1 and Pro V1X, the number one ball at the Masters. Now, here's a bit of an update. Justin Rose, who had a stellar day one, he remains at the top of the leaderboard at seven under. Mark Leishman, the Aussie, five under par, 67 in the second round you, to be... You tipped him yesterday, didn't Leishman. you? thought Leishman was a chance. I did. Uh, so he's there, Finchie. He's uh, two shots behind Rose. And the 2015 Masters winner, Jordan Spieth, he tied with Leishman at five under as well. And uh, Tony Finau, who Troy Phillips from First Point Mortgage Brokers, he was tipping him up. He was six under for the round, which rocketed him up to four under. Other Aussies, Cameron Smith, two under. Matt Jones, one under. They're still in the mix. Uh, Mickelson and Adam Scott uh, just made the cut at three over. Some notables to miss the cut. Lee Westwood, Brooks Kepka. Uh, last year's winner, Dustin Johnson, gone. Rural McElroy, gone. And Jason Day, he is... Uh, had a horrific tournament, uh, plus nine. Young gun Matt Wolf disqualified for entering a lower score than he actually made on the 17th. Oh, you may as well roll the dice if you're a bit behind the... <laughs> you know, if you're going to miss the cut, you may as well try and I'll give myself an extra point here to try and... Yeah. Can't, can't hate him for having a crack. Nah. Matty yeah, Cordo, well, he's going to get cut anyway, so... He's obviously going to... going to finish... You know, if he, uh, if he doesn't roll the dice, nothing wrong with Matt Cheating's Wolf. only a problem if you get caught, isn't it? Matt Wolf wearing sheep clothing. <laughs> Man, <laughs> Matt Wolf. Should have picked him. Should have bloody picked him. <laughs> uh, Titleist Pro V1 and Pro V1X, the number one ball at the Masters, the number one ball in golf. Uh, some breaking news coming through, boys, on NRL.com. And uh, this man here is going to track a similar path to the great Denon Kemp. Uh, Reese Walsh. Not so great. It's not a great path, that path that I went. It's an actually shocking path. So, as a matter of fact, I hope he's tracking on parallel path. Parallel path. Me going to the Warriors, uh, yeah, it wasn't the best the best stint, but this is devastating for the Broncos, to be honest. I, um, I just think that it was one of those situations where... In the past, when a huge, when a club like the Warriors throws big money, they didn't throw big money at me. That's a big <laughs> misconception. They really didn't. Everyone's yeah. like, he's on his massive coin. I was on less at the Warriors than I was at the Broncos. It was only because I want to play first grade. Yeah. Anyway, long st- enough about me. Enough about me. Um, <laughs> so Reese Walsh is obviously he's, you know, I like Asako, but I think he's a better winger than fullback. I think he's a good, a good solid uh, winger. Now apparently, Warriors threw a lot of money at Reese Walsh. The problem is Broncos back in the day, that happens. They want to stay because it's the Broncos. Where the Broncos of today, they just can't compete with big, you know, big contract offers. So I think it's, um, I think it's an absolute massive get for the Warriors. You know, they've already shored up. If Reese Walsh becomes a player that they hope he will become, they've already shored up their fullback position for potentially unders in yeah. the sense that if, if, let's say they're paying him 400K, I'd, pro- I'd put it around the three to 400K. Um, and he comes out and becomes a premier fullback, you know, that's a steal. Massively. Um, and the Broncos, on the other hand, we haven't had a, a full-time fullback. You know, Darius was getting moved in the last two years of his career. 
we haven't had a full-time fullback for probably three to four years now, which is very – our roster management at the Broncos has just been – it's it's killed the club. Yeah. And and the, the choices by um, – you know, some choices by our past coach to move certain players on and that, it's just it's just decimated the club. We're in a position now where we can't even keep some young guns coming through that we should be able to keep. And it's more point that Broncos never lost anyone. And you weren't certainly losing players to clubs that – Realistically, they haven't been in the eight, the Warriors. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, not like you're going to Melbourne. So that's more concerning that he's going to go overseas. So he's a Bron- Broncos kid. He's going to go overseas to play for a club that's oh, not even genuinely not a title defender yet, not title contender yet. Yeah, we need to join the dots here. Some of the listeners won't know what we're talking about. The Warriors have confirmed the immediate signing of promising fullback Reese Walsh. Uh, the 18-year-old was granted a release by the Brisbane Broncos. Last month signed a three-year contract with the Warriors to start in 2022, but he'll join the club now with immediate effect. So, so where's he? Where's he growing up? Where's where's he's a Broncos through and through. So that's what I'm saying. He's at 18 years of age. Yeah, he's willing to go overseas away from his home, from a club he grew up playing I'll give, with. I'll give you a perfect example. When I was at the Broncos, I made my debut, uh, scored a try that was voted. Um, it was like the second best try on Oral.com for the whole year. It was a 75-minute try. Great debut. 270. Like. So obviously other clubs were very interested at the, t- yeah. at the time. I yeah. played four NRL games. My average was like 200 metres a game for my first four NRL games, something along those lines. Um, I stayed at the Broncos for 50K a year and match payments because Wayne said you'll play first grade next yeah. year. That's how and much I love the club. Brisbane, That's yeah. how much I wanted to be there. That's how much I cared about being great. I cared about being a part of a group of men that were elite and better than everyone mm. else. Um, and that is no longer there, clearly. You know, and, and no disrespect to Reese, because like, why would you stay? Look, good luck look, to him. Yeah, good luck to him, because why would you stay at a club that the management of the roster, like, we don't even know who our halves are. We don't know whether we're keeping Milford. We're not keeping Milford. Do we put Dearden in? Do we put Croft in? Is, are we even going to re-sign Croft? Like, we don't even know if our two... Our next year, we don't know if Croft's going to be there. We don't know if Milford's going to be there, and we don't even know if Dearden's going to mm-hmm. be there. Like, this is... This is a situation where, as a young player, like how can what what is appealing to a young player where when the Broncos just don't seem to have even any plans for the future. Yeah. Um, so you can't blame Reese Walsh. He's been offered a, a fantastic contract. It's just more a sign of um, the Broncos are just nowhere near the club that they not. were. And you're, you're losing young kids. Like I said, if it's to the Chooks or. To Melbourne, these blokes are contenders. Uh, Very, very smart work for the Warriors. It's not even really about getting Reese Walsh football this year. They know they've got a rare gem in Roger Tuovasa-Shek. So if they can get time with young Walsh to learn from Roger Tuovasa-Shek, very, very smart work from the Warriors. Crunch time, thanks to Red Rooster and Azuzu. Denon Kemp in the house. Brett Finch, I'm Joel Kane. Red Rooster's crunchy fried chicken available at selected restaurants. This is Crunch Time on SEN. Crunchy fried chicken by Red Rooster. The three liter Isuzu D Max. Born to live. Uh, it certainly is crunch time. Den and Camp, Brett Finch, I'm Joel Kane. Brought to you by Red Rooster and Isuzu. The three liter Isuzu. Let's do that again. The three liter <laughs> Isuzu D Max. Born to live. The wheel, the wheel of Fortune, then three letters. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Can I get a vowel? The crunch, big news in rugby league, boys. Uh, thanks to Red Rooster and Azuzu. Uh, Red Rooster's crunchy fried chicken available at selected restaurants. The death of Tommy Radonikis. I, I don't think I know, boys, in the time that I've followed rugby league, and I grew up on rugby league fields from the age of about four or five, as you two probably did also, 
I don't believe that I've seen a passing in rugby league that's had a bigger effect on the general community and rugby league community than what I've seen of Tommy Radonikus. Have you guys felt anything bigger than this? Well, yeah, I mean, it's what's really interesting is the fact that he was able to transcend generations. Mm. You know, like very often you'll have a player of a generation and then the next generation comes through and they kind of forget about the next... You know, like we all have our our own favourites of each generation. Whereas I feel like Tommy Radonikus, whether you're a, a 18-year-old boy or girl or a 55-year-old bloke, you all loved the character that he brought to the game. He kind of epitomises the good old, you know, footy bloke. So, um, you know, I never got the chance to watch a lot of his footy. Obviously, I played soccer growing up. But, you know, coming into rugby league at a late age, even I was impacted by him, which just shows you he wasn't even... It had been years since he'd even played, and yeah. yet I knew about Tommy Rodonikus, what he'd done for the game. You know, I knew about the... Char- just the... He bring the stuff he bring off the field, the happiness that he brought you as the character that he was, even though he was an incredible player. Um, yeah, I just think it's it's a testament to him that he was able to transcend generations. You know, he was bigger than just the a man of his time. He was a man of many times. So I thought it was a yeah, very sad day, that's for sure. He's like he's the fabric of, of the game. He's, rugby league's all about the working class, the blue collar, yeah. you know. Um, you know, going into battle with your mates, never giving up. He, he epitomised that, you know. It was Western Suburbs, the fight. The Fibros versus Silvertails, you yeah. know, he was the tough halfback. Yeah. You know, he played a position which is known for skill and finesse. He was tough. Yeah. He, you know, he, he was the sort of, he was what you wanted to be, you know what I mean? And then, um, and in a way, he was that sort of sort of bloke. He loved to smoke. He yeah. loved to drink. He said the wrong thing, politically incorrect things, but we loved we loved him for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, and, he, and he didn't apologise for it. This is who I am. And um, he was one of those blokes because he was so well-liked. You expected that if he changed, if he turned it up in a suit and tie and, yeah. and all his suave and you go, well, I, I don't like that. Unsubscribe. You know exactly. Yeah. You know, go back to what you were. It's he and, and and like you said, Kempy, like this is a bloke that played in the in the seventies and maybe a bit before. You know, we're talking forty years. Yeah. And 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 current like current players don't know who some other players are in teams they're playing against, but they would know who Tommy Radonikus is. You know yeah. what I mean? So you're exactly right for him to. You know, and prime ministers from the bike. He just was one of those characters that could, um, you know, talk to anyone or, or now hold court in any environment. And on top of that, he was a he was a hell of a player. He was involved in the country squad. And this is a story shared by Laurie Daly. And uh, one of the young teammates might have been Brad Clyde. And they arrived day one on camp, which would have been the Monday after a Sunday team selection. And they arrive in camp and Tommy's coaching the team. And uh, say, let's assume it's a young Brad Clyde. He said, oh, Loz, do you reckon we'll be able to have a drink today, you know? Well, I said, yeah, yeah, we'll be okay. You know, it's it's Tommy. You know, it's day one. It's Tommy. He'll be fired up, but he'll be all right. So anyway, Tommy got them all together, and he said, boys, right, with regards to this drinking, you're allowed to drink on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, but if I catch anyone drinking on Thursday... <laughs> 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 there was that great one about when he was coaching Western. They had a horrible, couple of horrible yeah. years there. And... Uh, Tommy turns up with half a case. Yeah. And the boys think, oh, we're going to have a drink. They said, all right, come, boys, follow me. He goes down to the local park, sits at the top of the hill, gets his uh, the picnic chair, sits at the top and goes, keep coming up, running up the hill and around me until I finish this case. So <laughs> in case somebody just drink on his own while the players just oh. keep running. You know, I, I love the fact that I think in a day and age when there's so much talk and yip yap and everything, what I love about Tommy is that he earned the respect he got through blood and sweat. Yeah. He talked to talk and he walked the walk. And I think that's why, regardless of, you know, 
he earned the respect to do whatever he wanted, really. Yeah. Um, and I just, I love the fact that, you know, you, you might sit there and go, oh, he's drinking beers while the boy's doing fitness. It's like, mate, I've been there and done that. I yeah. can do what I want because I did, I paid for everything I've got yep. in blood and sweat. So I, um, yeah, he's, he's such a character. And the best thing is if you don't like it, he didn't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. This is what it's all about. And if you've got a problem with it, Jim, I've enjoyed listening to all the celebrations and, and tributes towards Tommy Radonikis, but Roy Masters, who had such an affinity, uh, Trish, uh, his wife, Tommy Radonikis' wife, rang Roy 10 minutes after he passed away, and they asked the question, Jimmy Smith, it was on mornings uh, with, on the Vossie Show, which Jimmy's hosting for the time being, and uh, they asked Roy, how would you best remember Tommy Radonikis? And he said, he's brutal honesty. He, he had an inability to lie. He was absolutely genuine, and, and that... That's one thing I, I, I can't say about dealing... myself, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I had a great ability to lie. <laughs> well, just, 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 do you ever meet him, Denon? I never got the chance to nah. meet him. But I just, uh, I, you know, you see, I know it's social media, but you see, as, you know, we're talking about, like, you see guys like Boyd Cordner posting in his social media. Mm. Like, these are the current legends of our game paying respects to a legend of our game from 40, 30, 40 years ago. Yeah. There, I mean, there are very few players from that era that, are, that permeate throughout mm. our game at all. You know, it's just, and it's just the way the world is. We we always want the new thing, the, the latest thing. But some things are timeless, and and Tommy was timeless. Mm. So, yeah, it's uh, so yeah, sad. There's always a nice reminder of what the game used to be like. Yeah, yeah. You know, and how absolutely. soft I am. Yeah, <laughs> and you look at it, and you'll see that that looks fun. You know, that yeah. would have been fun to, yeah. to be around that. You know, so. Uh, and maybe he wouldn't have suited today's. He, he probably would have been coached no. out of the game, Tommy, in today's game. Oh, no I reckon way. he would have been. How many hit? Uh, Contract would have been. iPhones would he have smashed? But oh. If he was at the pub having a dart and someone oh, would put yeah. the camera in front of his face, he just would have gone it and thrown it. Imagine uh, people leaving comments on his social media. Oh, he would go he around and have social media. Oh, how good's that? <laughs> oh, yeah, he'd lose his contract in the you first week. You think that about me? Can you send me a address? I'll see you in five. <laughs> sort, sort this out in the street. Uh, huge news week, boys, and we're giving you the crunch. Uh, big news in rugby league, thanks to Red Rooster. Jake Friend retires. What a career he's had. Three grand finals. Three. He's just a winner. Uh, Jake Friend. Tommy Radonik was, was uh, very much announced as being a winner. So too, Jake Friend. Uh, before we talk about Jake Friend, here's what his coach, Trent Robinson, had to say. Ooh, warrior. That's without a doubt. That's what he's been for us and uh, the way that he's played all of those 260-odd uh, games. That's, um, yeah, he set the tone for how we play the game here. Yeah, I mean, there's so many. There's, he's that, that teammate that everybody remembers for doing their job. So if they didn't do theirs, Friendy was there. And he's just an amazing teammate. You know, this is probably not for, for these <laughs> things, but I'm going to tell it anyway. That as soon as you asked me that, uh, I saw him sitting there with a, um, uh, with a couple of litres of blood coming out of his lungs after a game. Um, and he almost, you know, if he didn't call an ambulance, he would have drowned the night before. And, you know, a couple of weeks later, he's back on the field doing what he does. That's my memory of Friendy. And um, it was no big deal, and, um, but it was a huge deal. Uh, and that's, that sums up Friendy. Uh, certainly does. Absolute warrior. By the way, text messages coming through 0457 736 736. I've got a $40 voucher to Red Rooster, a $40 voucher. So what I'm going to do is that as the text messages come through, 
we will give you a player for the Titans Knights game uh, as the first try scorer. So Bo from Camden, uh, Chili's Hill opposite the Camp Campbelltown Sizzler was made famous by Tommy as a West Junior. I hated him for it. That's uh, the hill he sat on there. So Bo from Camden, you've got Kalen Ponga for first try scorer to win the $40 Red Rooster voucher. Have your say on the text line 0457 736 736. Uh, both heavily in social media, boys bloke in a bar. Uh, how's the feedback been down and around uh, Jake Friend's retirement? Yeah, I think that uh, I think that the, the getting to Origin and winning that Origin series was so important for his legacy. I think that it really put him on a stage to the rest of the NRL as to what he could bring and how tough he is. Um, and I just think that there were there were a few years where he kind of got lost in the noise of how good the Roosters were, and it was very hard for the casual fan to really appreciate. Jake Friend, you know, and, and I, I'm just so glad that they got to see him on the, the toughest scale to show what he could do. Um, but what I love about Jake Friend's career is he, he got the sack. You know, yeah, it was so long ago, he got the sack and he was, he was down and out. Mm. So not only did he earn all the way to, you know, he earned the right to play NRL, he lost it all, as in fully lost it all, got the sack, went away, worked his ass off, sorted his own personal issues out, issues out then would come back to win three premierships, yeah. an Origin Series, and get one cup for Australia. I mean, he's he's a bloke that any he's a bloke that a casual fan may not really know mm. the value he brings, but any footy player any knows teammate. the value yeah. he brings. And then and I was Kempy you hit the nail on the head for me. When he was a young fellow, he got into a bit of strife, you know, and um, he, got, he got twelve. I think he set twelve months out of the game. The Roosters. He went and did. I think he, he went. Uh, it was a did a job on the side. And yeah, sandwich maker. Got himself going again, you know, and he's, he's come back to be captain of the club that's been in the game longer than any other club, you know, taking South out the two years they, they were out of the competition. The Roosters have been in the competition every year yeah. since day one. He's a three, to, he's a two-time premiership winning captain and three-time premiership winning player, you yeah. know, like, and this is after he got stood down as a young fellow. So not only has his ability as a player, he was willing to say as a kid, yeah, I'm, this is a path I'm not going down. You know, I stuffed up here. You know, this, I'm going to change. I'm looking at myself in the mirror and it got better. Now, plenty of people we in rugby league, we can judge or we can judge their game or when they do misdemeanors. But, where you know, to look in your own backyard, look yourself yeah. in the mirror and go, you know, this, you know, I need to improve on this. And he done that. And he went away and he come back and he was, an, he was a perfect role model for the, the Roosters, you know, which they put him as captain. And um, to win one grand final is hard enough. Yeah. Okay. He's won three. Yeah, unbelievable. And, and and on top of that, the origin and test as well. So he's got the trifecta. Keep these text messages coming through 0457 736 736. Uh, hi, boys. Even Aaron Raper loves Tommy. That's what a personality he was. Dougie from Piermont, of course. Uh, I don't think that uh, Tommy wanted Aaron Raper in the origin team. So in the end, he just left him off. He didn't select him, so he didn't put him on the field. And that was Aaron Raper who loves uh, Tommy as well. Uh, you can have uh, Dougie as far as a first try is concerned to win the $40 Red Rooster voucher. Corey Thompson for you, Dougie from Piedmont. Keep them coming through, boys. Another retirement, which happened only 24 hours after the announcement of Jake Friend. Michael Morgan has retired from rugby league, a chronic shoulder problem. Here's what uh, Michael Morgan had to say via the Cowboys website. Morning all, thank you, thank you all for coming. I'm here today to announce my retirement from rugby league effective immediately. Uh, it's been well documented, the problems I've had with my shoulder, and it's now, now at a point where unfortunately I'm unable to, to continue playing with it. I've had an amazing career, one that I could only dream of as a kid. I got to live out my childhood dream of playing for the Cowboys 168 times. 
I felt honoured every time I got to put on a Cowboys jersey. Even though it's not how I would have liked to finish, I've had the opportunity to reflect on my career. I was lucky enough to play with and against some of my childhood heroes. I got to represent my state and country and was lucky enough to play in two grand finals. Most importantly, I've been extremely lucky to be able to come in every day for the past 11 years with my best mates, and that's what I'll miss the most. Uh, yes, uh, another bombshell, another superstar player, Finchie. Yeah, well, put simply, Cowboys do not have a title yeah. if it wasn't for Michael Morgan. Absolutely. One of the most underrated grand final players of all time, yeah. and an incredible career and incredible bloke. Yeah, loves the big stage, uh, Michael Morgan, so he'll be uh, sadly missed by the Cowboys, there's no doubt about that. Of course, uh, this is crunch time. We do that thanks to Red Rooster and Azuzu. Red Rooster's Crunchy Fried Chicken available at selected restaurants. Den and Kemp, Brett Finch, I'm Joel Kane. Let us know on the text line 0457 736 736. But speaking about Michael Morgan, we'll take you to the break with this. Pushes away from McCulloch. Thurston gets the ball to Morgan. Morgan crosses the 20. Comes away to O'Neill. And if only we could share some of our stories on air that we talk about off air. Sometimes you can't put brains in statues, gentlemen. But anyway, this is Crunch Time. Thanks to Red Rooster and Azuzu. Red Rooster's Crunchy Fried Chicken available at selected restaurants. Don't forget for your chance to win a $40 Red Rooster voucher. Hit us on the text line and we'll nominate you with a player as a first try scorer selection is concerned. 0457 736 736 is the way to get involved there. Uh, now, Denon, you're talking about in the, the ad break, which I think we should share this yarn about Michael Morgan. Yeah, so the, in the grand final week, um, he, he came on the locker room, which is my podcast and bloke in a bar, and he told me that during the week he was practicing just, you know, going overs and offloading, going overs and offloading. And uh, apparently Matt Scott said to him, mate, don't practice in your bad hand because you're not going to do it in a game. So, and, and that's that's normal advice you get. If you're not going to do it in a game, don't practice it here. Wow. And so grand final comes around. Michael Morgan gets on the outside, ends up offloading in the hand he was told not to practice, wow. which wins that grand final. Wow. Matt Scott, great offload. I'm glad I told you to offload. With that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That, that's unbelievable, isn't it? It, it? It's what a player. Like, just what a serious player. A bigger, bigger boy than you think, too, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was. Big lower body, too. And what's interesting is, I remember on the, one of our reviews that we did uh, on Bloke in a Bar, where I said, I, I'm worried about him, how happy he looks. Because mm. he he, he's... Early in his career, he actually lost one of his best mates to suicide. Oh, right. And so he actually just decided to keep playing rugby league, but there was a period there where he stepped away from footy. And so he, he, his relationship with footy is a very, I guess... Temperamental sort it's, of... Yeah, he, he has to be happy, he has to be confident. In my opinion, again, I'm, you know, I'm not his best mate, but I, I saw at the start of the year and the end of last year, I just saw him not happy, and, mm. and, and he's such a fantastic bloke, honestly one of the best blokes you ever meet. And I'm actually, I'm upset that he's not part of the game anymore, but I feel like he can find a bit of peace now and mm. just, you know, he's done what he's done, get his body right and just be happy and enjoy life because I felt like there was a, especially last year, he had the weight of the world on his yeah. shoulder and, and, and the, on his shoulders. And then this year as well, you know, like the weight of the world on his shoulders, you, there's nothing, you, you never want to see a player go to the end of his career that's been such a champion mm. and not enjoy his footy at the end of his career, yeah, you know? His ability to, you know, and this probably sums him up. Like he's one of those players, especially in rep teams. Not that he's utility, but 
Queensland would just pick him in the centres. Yep. He never, hadn't played centres ever, you know, and you're talking about the hardest arena and you, in a period where Queensland were at their greatest. Mm. And we'll just say, mate, you play centre, we trust you, you know you're going to get the job done. And he would get the job done. They'd put him at lock, you know, play him through that middle third off the bench, you'd get the job done. So uh, he was a tremendous footy player, and you're, and you're right, uh, Kempi, the... You know, it's been a tough 18 months for, for the Cowboys. They, they haven't haven't gone great. And if you add a, an injury on that, and if you carry an injury and you're the captain and you and you don't want to whinge about it because you want to set an example and, and your team's under the pump, so I've got to be on the field. Mm. And you, you got the price tag and you, you take the responsibility and you, you know. Your Thurston's, you know, yeah. replacement or it, yeah. you know, the next Thurston. You know, so a lot of pressure on him. But yeah, well done. He had a great career. Hey, boys, uh, last night the Panthers 30 defeat the Raiders 10. And I tell you what, it took me down memory lane. I was a young kid who went for the Raiders. I grew up living across the road from Greg Alexander. And the goosebumps that went up on the arm, the Raiders were the reigning champs. They would run out in 1991. I'm hoping they go back-to-back. I see Greg Alexander leave across the canal in his car. He's going to a premiership, and he runs out to this tune here. Panthers, ironically, ironically, I said this in the lead-up, they were the runners-up the year prior. 30 years later, they find themselves in the identical scenario. This team, boys, is absolutely airborne. Oh, well, I mean, they. Um, well, last night, I think that what we saw was Raiders this year haven't actually been as good as they should be, mm. but they've got a great culture, so they've ground out wins that they, you know, a team with a bad culture wouldn't grind. Whereas they come up against a Penrith side that has great culture, equally great culture, and they got put to the sword. You know, it got they got found out that they're not at the level that they really should be the Raiders, mm. and that they when they're getting against you know they're going up against the cream of the crop sides. The you, you can only have your culture can only be so good. It can't it can't outplay a, a squad that is fantastic culture plus has superstars filled throughout it. So um, the Panthers look unbelievable. I think. Cleary looks even more – I put it this way. I'm not saying that Cleary is on the level of Joey or on the level of Cooper Cronk or anything like that because he still hasn't done anything near what those guys have done. But I honestly believe that he's one of the most well-rounded halves we've ever seen mm. because his defence is solid. You know, Joey's defence is solid. Now, you know, the argument with against Cronk would be like sometimes he may not have the flair. Cleary's got the flair, um, whereas Cronk was really structured. Cleary also has Cronk's structure. So I just – I think that – Give me one, outside of does he perform in the big games, outside of that, we're just talking about club footy. Cleary's, what's one negative that he has in his game? One negative. Kicking, converting, mm. running game, passing game, structure, uh, game management. Defence. Defence. Mm. He's a hell of a young kid. Unbelievable. And he's still on the young. He's and he, 23, 22. And he's playing alongside a hell of a young, good player too, Jerome Luai. Here's what uh, uh, Coach Cleary had to say about Jerome Luai, who was flying last night. Well, you hope so. Um, yeah, 12 months ago, uh, no one thought Jerome should be in the team, or plenty of people didn't, which, if you watch Matt play, that's probably fair as well. Um, uh, just think here, Nathan's combination's just so good. Um, they've also, you know, been playing together since they were 15, but uh, they just complement each other so well. But it's just some of the stuff that Jerome does that no one 
well, you do see on the field, but he's, he's like that every day. He, he, he brings a real vibe to our team. He's a good team guy. Makes other people around him better. And yeah, I just I love coaching him, and I, I love seeing how he's yeah the development he's taking. Yeah, which at 24 and maybe like 40 odd games or whatever. Yeah, I think there's a fair bit left. So that's exciting. And boys, to do it all in front of the 91 cohort. Greg Barwick was the only one yeah. not in attendance. He was the fullback from the uh, team. But, yeah, it was a great night for Penrith and the crowd's back in there at Panther Stadium. But uh, I think Luai was sensational. And you can see how happy the team is. You watch when I think they score their first try and yeah. Cleary walks when he pumps. Jerome Luai jumps on top. I think it was – I'm not too sure. I think it could have been Staines who scored. And, like, the, the general celebrations every try and how hard they come in yeah. running and, and embracing. And then on top, the, the – well, I think Cleary's going so well now. He's he's got a, he's got a big forward pack in front of him, but then you've got Kickout, who's an attacking uh, genius in his own right. But uh, Bert, Bart, oh, sorry, Burton and uh, Luai on the left hand side. So they've got so many options. Uh, they do delicious, crunchy new fried chicken by Red Rooster. Kurt Capewell joining us in the next hour as well. We'll go to the break with this. It's fantastic to to be here, not just to watch tonight's game, but but to celebrate what happened 30 years ago with all the all the all the guys. Yeah, it's fantastic, Randy, and not only that, uh, I've got 28 people I haven't had a drink with in Penrith, and I think I'm going to nail them tonight. So you found those 28 that you hadn't tracked down over the last 30 years, and, and you, you'll get them tonight? I'll get them tonight. Unfortunately, they've got to shout. Yes, having plenty of fun here. This is Crunch Time, thanks to Red Rooster and Azuzu, and uh, we have... Uh, well, two of the hottest properties in rugby league media at the moment, <laughs> Den and Kemp. That's and, the biggest G I've ever heard. And Brett Finch, uh, Den and Kemp, of where, course. Where are they? They're waiting outside. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're in the waiting room. Uh, I'll tell you what he's, hope, he's hoping to do this week, Denon. Uh, Finchy. <laughs> Finchy's looking to break a Guinness Book of Records of how many pies he can eat in 24 hours. Oh, they're unbelievable. You're at but, it again. But I had about three last night and uh, straight back into potato pie Is that pie shepherd's now. pie? Yeah, potato pie. That's, Gullo's, that's good, mate. Sean Garlic. I've never really... Had, had consistently Garlo's pies, but they're unbelievable. Yeah, I know. I know. Do you know the 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 son Garlo? Nah, he's a legend, absolute yeah. legend. Met him years and years ago. Uh, loves footy, plays like local league in that. Yeah. Um, the whole family loves footy. He's an absolute legend. He actually, one of the sons went on what, like the Bachelor or something yeah. like that. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, they're really really good pies. You know what's crazy is when I, I was so uneducated growing up, even when I was playing footy in the first few years. I thought pies were good for you because they had meat in them. You know? <laughs> yeah. So I was eating pies as like 18 years old, thinking like, oh, yeah, protein. Isn't that? But, oh, but it was a different time then. We didn't have the yeah. internet to tell us what was going on. It is a very different time, which is a beautiful segue into this. You boys are running very popular podcasts at the moment. Bloke in a bar for you, Denon. Uncensored for you, Finchy. Uh, great title, by the way, Uncensored. Mm. I dare say that's been a big winner. But let, let's talk about that because the world has changed and I – you know, many, many years ago, there was no such thing as an F45, so to speak. Uh, there was no such thing as getting an Uber. There was no such thing about, uh, you know, ordering food in that just from any restaurant that just turns up. Um, there was no such thing as podcasts. And it's probably exploded over the last five or six years, or probably only exploded in the last two or three years, really. But, Denon, let's start with you. H how did your podcast start and what got you into it and where are you now with it? Well, my podcast basically started, uh, it kind of started a bit earlier than podcast in a sense. In 2011, I wanted to start like a YouTube channel right? and uh, talking about video games and that. I know it's, it's, it's weird, it's whatever. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I, 
I didn't start it. Like I had every, I, I set up my second room for it. Uh, you know, everything was ready to go. Yeah. And I just didn't bite the bullet because you know why? Because the footy boys would be laughing, yeah. just like Finch is looking at me oh. laughing right now. Yeah, yeah, you get pumped. I can picture you in the, the gamer on the yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. But, you, but you know who you know who's a mad gamer? You won't believe this. Spud Carroll. No. Yeah, can you imagine really? going down a room and seeing these big hands over a remote control being Spud Carroll? Mate, I tell you what, you wouldn't want to spray him over the voice no. chat to come out and flog you. <laughs> yeah. um, but, but back then, Finchie will test this, back then you couldn't do any of that stuff because the boys would just be like, mate, nah. pull your head in, you yeah. loser. Yeah. Um, and so I just, I didn't do it. And then a few years went by, I quit footy um, and I was listening to a lot of podcasts. But what I would do is I would actually have my hard hat on and we're working out Marulin in a mine, above ground mine. <laughs> I'd have my hard hat on to wear because it was so cold, you could wear a beanie and a balaclava because it was so cold, gloves and that. So you could put your headphones and they wouldn't see that you had headphones on. Right. Um, and it was freezing, like freezing cold. But I I would get all the monotonous jobs because I was a mature age apprentice. Yeah. So I'd put the wireless headphones on and I would just do like, just cut ties for hours, like hours and hours and then. But I'd just listen to like Joe Rogan, all these different podcasts. And so I wanted to start my own podcast, but I was like, if I start my own podcast similar to like a Joe Rogan, I've got to compete against the world. Yes. You know, whereas if I start something in footy, I've just, no one's doing it for one. I'll be the first one. But also I only have to compete against footy. Plus I've got the added respect of that I've played in a role. Initially, I, I, it was just kind of like, I'll bite the bullet and do footy. I'm not that, I, I wasn't as keen to do it. I was still keen, but I actually started doing, you know, interviewing the players Um and now I love it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't change it. I love doing rugby league content. I love doing, you know, athletes and just speaking to athletes. I think it's so interesting. And uh, yeah. And then now we're sitting. We actually just hit this month. We hit four hundred thousand downloads. Um, and yeah, it's just going gangbusters. So I'm extremely, very, very grateful because there was like three years where I was working in coal terminals, above ground mines, and. Now I've got the absolute fortune to be able to do this for a living, so I'm extremely grateful. Wow. Uh, Finch, what about your journey into the well, podcast? Well, I hit four downloads for the, the month, so <laughs> yeah. I'm really pumped. So 400,000 uh -huh. downloads you've now had in total? or for In the month. month. In the Last month. month, yeah. Wow. Yeah, uh, mate, mine was more so just, uh, we spoke on the way home like, yeah. about, about some of us might uh, think since retiring. And mine was really because I, I didn't, Fox didn't resign me. So I had a lot of time on my hands. And when I'm by myself, I, I'm in bad company. So yeah. I need to keep myself busy. You know, when, I'm, when, I've, when I've got a structure and, and something to do, I'm, you know, I'm not healthier and, and you know, better, better way of life. So to start, I thought, you know, give me something to do. Now that's all it was. And I thought, like, if, it, if I can make a bit of coin off it, yep. or it goes okay, fantastic. Yep. You know, I didn't know if it was going to be something I'd be good at. Didn't know if it was going to be something I'd like. But I needed something else to keep myself busy. And I said, I've got a network of friends or people, you know, because I've been around the game forever that uh, I can sit down and talk to. And, and being in the right, it's a bit like what Kempi said, we've never, you never, especially with me, I don't have too many serious conversations in my, like when you're at the pub and yeah. on the drink. And, you know, so this was an avenue for me to have a serious conversation with mates. Yeah. You know, because I am, part of me is very serious. I'm very smoke and mirrors with the jokes and the, the yeah. you create the legend of always on the drink. But, you know, I'm just, part of me is very serious. Uh, and, and that takes footy so serious. So to, for an opportunity to talk to Freddie and um, you know, some of these other you know, great players, Ricky and, um, and the like. So it was an opportunity to do that. And since then, it's, it's gone okay. It, you know, and it's something I can continue doing. But obviously, compared to, to Kempe, Kempe's he's the OG. You know, he's the and he's done it. You know, I've only just I'm just dipping yeah, the toe in. I'm six he's months only just in, and, and which he's really good. I, I hate social media, which is what you need to make these things good. Yeah. Um, and I have no understanding of it, so uh, part of me, I'm still understanding how how it all works, and 
But the other part of it is too, which is a great lesson in life, is that, you know, you guys could easily be seen as competition, but you're leaning on each other for ideas and tricks, and so it's not always about going head-to-head -head with people. No, one thing I always always said with Kempi, he, he and I jumped on a bike on a bar, and I said, oh, man, I see you doing a couple, and he, he was, he goes, mate, if you need any help, um, just give me a call. I'm like, oh, right over here, where's the, you know, because... That's where really yeah. I was issued, but he was he was so helpful, helped me because I had an understanding of stuff. Podcasting world's a world. I'm pretty straight down the line. I had no idea about, yeah. and he was so mate. Just call me at any hour, you know, if you need to, to know something, I can help you here. Because he's been doing it you know, longer than anyone, yeah. you know. Uh, so he was amazing, and you know, it's, it's, he was went out of his way to certainly help me understand, you know, what I was doing, and and um, you know, obviously he's just the cream of the crop. Uh, Kempi, uh, how much time would you spend? on your podcast during the week? I know you've got the bloke in the bar, you've got the beer, but but how, with all things that are attached to ultimately getting the audience, it's the social media, et cetera, are you spending hours and hours and hours every week on this? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Every, every day, every every day, there's never a time where I'm not switched on no. in the sense of like, you, when I wake up, I'm straight on the phone seeing, you know, what's happened in rugby league, seeing what, you know, what is gauging with what, what what are some good statistics or takeaways that I can take away from the night before? Um, it's a twenty four hour thing, and it's I love it. I, I absolutely love it. There's never a time where I'm not thinking about how I can make better content. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's not. I don't even consider it like, oh, did I work sixty hours or seventy hours this week? It's a part of my life. Yeah. You know? So if something drops at eleven o'clock at night. I'm going straight to my computer. I'm editing it up and I'm releasing it. It exactly. doesn't it doesn't matter when it is, where it is, and. Um, you know, it's it's twofold. I, I believe that's what you've got to do if you want to do something great. Um, but also, I love it. I, I'm so, so lucky to be able to do it. So why would I not commit everything to it? How would you explain your audience? If you were selling to salespeople and said, this is my audience, who, who are we seeing? Um, hate their guts. Yeah. Hate every <laughs> single one of them. No, no. Um, you know what? I think it's I think it's blokes like us. Yeah. That's honestly what it is. It's guys that, uh, they. for example, I speak to my brother on the way here. I've got we've got a podcast and like so me and Finchie if if Storm are playing the Broncos we can actually be like mate you know piss off as if whatever but and we can argue with each other yeah. whereas like you know mainstream media it's fantastic it's got its place but they're not arguing with each mm. other as fans of the game they're not sitting there going mate as if that's the case or, as or whatever as unfiltered yeah yeah as unfiltered it's a different different setup and so I think that fans are starting to see that we can give you the really deep insight but also you can be like. This is real. Like this is a. This and is, you can be biased. Yeah, you can be biased. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. okay. It's you know I can openly say I want the Broncos to win and pound, yeah. you know and he can say I want the Storm to win all the time, and I think that people really like the fact that they feel like they're sitting in a room with you, genuinely talking about footy, not this kind of polished. Oh, you know, yeah, the completion was really good, and let's see mm. how they go, and this little kind of soundbite. It's long conversations of deep footy talk that a lot of people just what they. That's why it's called bloke in a bar because that's what you talk about. You, know, you have a few beers and you just talk. Yeah. Sometimes it's nonsense. Half yeah. it's nonsense, mm. but it's still part of the game. Yeah, I was talking talking about the earlier when you go to the pub, we're going to the pub with your mates to watch the footy. Yeah, you know that's so, right. That's what the best thing about it. Your footy's on. You're talking about footy in general. You're arguing about who's the favorite. It's yeah. just it's a perfect it, name for it. Finchy made a good point. He said, uh, "If you're saying to the wifey, oh, I'm going up the pub." It's a bit easier to go to the pub when the footy's on. I'm yeah. going up to watch the footy with the mates. It's a yeah. bit, it's just a so happens I come home three days later after the footy finishes. <laughs> <laughs> and the pub turned into a nightclub. <laughs> so, yeah, magic round. Fitchy, yeah. uh, share with us what you said about Arge Barker. Yeah, Arge Barker's an American comedian, and he, he said he never understood what uh, Aussies liked about cricket. He goes, the game's a boring game. He goes, <laughs> then I realised 
the missus goes, can you take the rubbish out? He goes, I will when the game finishes. <laughs> nah, it's five days' time. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so nowadays, you just go to the pub and go, how are you? I'm just going to watch the – I'll be yeah. home after the game finishes. Yeah. <laughs> it's five days' time. So, boys, staying on podcasts, and, and we're not specifically talking about like, – I do love podcasts that are story told and uh, being narrated, etc. but we're more talking about the liver environment, which you guys are punching at yourself via bloke in a bar and uncensored with Finchie. Um, who are some of the podcasts that you like listening to? You mentioned you like listening to Joe Rogan. I like listening to Colin Cowherd, the herd. I don't know if you've heard him, but he, yep. he's a very powerful uh, radio announcer slash podcaster. But, Denon, who's a couple that you lean towards? You know, I, it's funny. I, I used to listen to a lot of podcasts, but now because I do so many myself, mm. I actually I try not to listen to, especially in rugby league, because I don't want to be filtering other people's opinions. Yeah. Um, into mine. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm very similar to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I, I, I'll still, you know, might the Hello Sport podcast or Finchie might have Fittler on or whatever. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I'll, I'll dabble in some good yeah. ones when I see it. But um, I, I'm, at, I'm at the stage now where I actually consume very different content. You know, I might listen to Sam Harris's Waking Up podcast, which is, uh, you know, it's about politics. It's about meditation. It's about, so I actually consume heaps of rugby league, like watching the games and the stats and everything like that. But when it comes to actually podcasts, um, it's very, yeah, it's, I, I like to take ideas and, and think of ways I can implement, you know, for example, gaming culture is often the forefront of um, technology and internet culture. Oh, yep. So I like to think, okay, this worked in the gaming culture. How could I relay that to, um, you know, for example, I was the first, I guess I was the first person to do reaction videos to rugby league. Yes. Now that's a huge phenomenon on YouTube is like you watch something and you just react to it. Yep. Um, it's becoming, some other people are doing it, but that's a, a thing that came from YouTube that we can bring into rugby league that people enjoy. And, and, and it sounds stupid, like watching someone else watch something, but it's actually quite entertaining, especially yeah. if you like their personality. So um, the only problem is, is I get flagged for it if I put any of the NRL footage up there, yeah. so I can't do it anymore. But um, that's, that's just getting it, more content out there for the NRL. And also, yeah. it's, 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 it, it, the, the interesting thing going forward is there's a thing called fair use. And so I should actually, if I use a content for news or, or change it in a substantial way by you know reacting to it, it's actually legal that I do that. Right. But it, if the big dogs flag you, there's no point fighting it, and also you could get your account banned. So right. it's a ve- it's going to be very interesting going forward how the NRL and the networks control you know media creators like me who um, we help the game. You yeah. know we I, I, if I'm not I'm actually driving more people to watch your long. You know if I put up a reaction video of highlights, though more people are going to watch your game or yeah. Fox Sports on the weekend. But they don't actually see it that way. They've got a, a not they, but you know, I'm just talking generally here. They have a very old mentality where they think I paid the rights for that. It's mine. Yeah. yeah. Um. And and so the NBA have done this fantastically, where they just let anyone, as long as you're not streaming the whole game. If you're being positive towards the game, exactly. in particular, and, yeah. and even sometimes in a uh, not in a slamming negative way, but even sometimes negative is getting. We're talking about it. You're engaging an audience. The 18 to 35 year old audience was disengaging Mm. with rugby league. Pages like mine re-engage them because they go, you know, memes and all all the different things that the generation before us don't really understand. They don't think it's funny, which is fine. It's just generational. The 18 to 35 year olds, they get to talk about shit haircuts and and all that kind of stuff. It's a it's a comedic different way to engage. And if you take pages like myself or uncensored stuff out of the game, it, it turns into a very stale kind of environment that is the new age now nowadays fox sports and that have to compete with the internet yeah. before they didn't have to and it's very real this is a very real option that in years to come 
NRL might not be on free to wear. Mm. It could be Google could buy well, it. That's my question. KO could buy it. Now we now you cannot watch rugby union on free to wear or on it's so that's a very real option even at the next TV deal and I've really I'm still really don't have, have a great understanding of social media and, and all the stuff like Kempy's across but it's very real that like Google could buy NRL or, or you know okay and it streams on that that's a very real possibility that you know something you know what's uh, since about ninety two or ninety one NRL has been with Channel Nine you know yeah. it's, it's, and sometimes you just think that's going to be there forever but there's a very real chance that you know, how big these sort of things are coming and, uh, you know, the, the internet and that sort of side I'll of thing is. I tell you what, Bloke and a Bar as a company, if we continue on the tra- trajectory as we, over the next five years, I would definitely be looking at p- purchasing the rights to NRL. Um, so, you know, purchasing some sort of digital rights. That's right. So it's it's not out of this realm of possibility. I'll put it this way. Imagine Great Northern came, Great, Great Northern's got the money yes. to look at buying the rights. Wow. So... How is it? It's not so crazy to think that eventually bloke, bloke in a bar could be close-ish to getting a similar, uh, having a similar attempt at buying the rights for the digital side That's right. of NRL. And it sounds crazy, but the same people that used to laugh at me and say that I couldn't compete with Fox Sports when it came to you know content, you know we we now compete with their numbers online. We you know we actually do better than them. We're actually we're the second biggest behind only cricket.com.au sports platform. On Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, the world, the world in ten years' time in rugby league media, uh, whether it's print, whether it's television, whether it's radio, podcast, whatever it is, one thing we do know: there's plenty we don't know. But one thing we do know: it's going to look very different. Mm. Absolutely, it, it's going to look very different. I'm just hoping I'm here in twenty years' time. <laughs> yeah. right on well, to experience it. <laughs> and you know what? The late Jack Gibson, he would say, if you're standing still, you're going backwards Backless. quickly. Yeah. You're yep. going backwards quickly. The the late Jack Gibson. That's why I've been on the run for the last five years, Sugar. Well, I think, you know, you look at Nine and, and, and them launching Stan was a master stroke. Nine without Stan right now in the country would be, because obviously, you know, the parent company that owns Nine owns Stan. Yeah. They'd be in a, a pretty bad state. Mm. Stan has future-proofed them unbelievably. Mm. Smart by Fox also to go into KO. I know KO is still, you know, not where they would want it to be. But, um, you know, when players like Amazon, Facebook, Google um, come into the, into the discussions mm. with streaming, it changes the lands- mm. landscape dramatically. And if you don't future-proof future yourself, um, it's going to be the next 10 years in, in, in rugby league streaming and rugby league content going to be a very interesting um, it's going to shift quite dramatically, I think. Uh, boys, I was asking you about who your audience is, and, and we do stereotype audiences, and that's what uh, people do for advertisers to, to ascertain who they sell yep. the sponsorships to. But uh, here's a text here as well. Uh, Hillary from uh, Gippsland in uh, Victoria. Hi, guys. Just letting Kempi and Finchie know. Uh, there's a few of us females that love your podcast too and all of the NRL. Absolutely, uh, Hillary. is spot on there. So uh, that is exactly the case. Uh, we're just talking about uh, demographics, I suppose, from a sponsorship point of view. But to follow Bloke in a Bar, you can do that uh, through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. And Brett Finch, of course, with Uncensored. The boys absolutely flying. I love my podcast and clearly many of you listening to as well because of the numbers the boys are seeing. Uh, crunch time, thanks to Red Rooster and Azuzu. Red Rooster's crunchy fried chicken available at selected restaurants and as we go to the break, you can subscribe to Bloke in a Bar Uncensored and of course Drive with Joel and Fletch and you get it immediately in your podcast feed. This is Crunch Time. A break and back with more. 
Uh, certainly is. Crunch time, thanks to Red Rooster and Azuzu. Red Rooster's crunchy fried chicken available at selected restaurants. Uh, so uh, there you go, boys. Uh, plenty of text messages coming in around the podcast chat. That's the way the world is going. So that was good fun chatting about the podcast, wasn't it? It certainly was. And like you said, it's Kempy's been around it for a while. I'm just getting my, my toes wet with Uncensored. But um, yeah, that sort of streaming side is, is going to be huge in the next few years if it's not already. And, and even how you boys go about your podcast yourselves will look very differently uh, in a very, very short time as well. Hopefully I get someone else doing it. That's exactly right. Uh, <laughs> have your say on the text line 0457 736 736 for your chance to win a $40 voucher thanks to Red Rooster is the way to do that. Uh, boys, uh, Broncos uh, lost 35 points to uh, six against the Rabbitohs. And, uh, well, I, I had a hunch they might push them for a while there. But my thing here is, Dan, and I'd be interested in your thoughts. They... They aren't a big side, the Broncos. And, and I'm all for the little man in this game. However, you can't have too many. They had four players at 177 centimetres, another one at 178. Uh, David Mead is at 183. In fact, we'll go back to the Rabbitohs and the Broncos in a minute. In the meantime, Spider Everett's about to join us. Yeah, he's here for uh, Play Up, Play Up is your best bet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. G'day, Spider. How you going, mate? Oh, I tell you what, we're on the Gold Coast. The Titans are about to kick off, and it's been an orchestra of just lawnmowers and whippersnippers going flat out this morning. The first month we've had of clear weather here on the Gold Coast. We've got the Titans, then we've got the Suns this afternoon. I tell you what, every male, I reckon, in the Gold Coast is ready for the footy this afternoon. So what are you thinking about the uh, the Titans v. the Knights with Ponga back? Yeah, looking at the moment, uh, betting's gone all for the Titans. They've uh, firmed in from a dollar thirty-eight to a dollar thirty-three, and not much love for the Knights at three forty-five. I reckon the Titans are going to get them covered. Uh, I reckon even at the line minus and a half, nine and a half for the Titans at a dollar ninety-two, and perfect conditions, not a cloud in the sky on the Gold Coast. So, look, over forty-two and a half points at Seabus uh, today. I reckon probably the way to go. And um, you know, first try scorer. There's been a big plunge for. Uh, is it Sami? Philip Sami. So $8.50 and then Corey Thompson, AJ Brimson uh, hold out the rest. But even a uh, each way bet for Tyrone Peachy at $21 for the first try. But all the money's been for the Titans. And Storm versus Bulldogs, I mean, it doesn't look like it's going to be a good outing for the Bulldogs. What are your thoughts on uh, the Storm versus the Bulldogs? Look, I love having a look at all the different odds. And the, look, the Bulldogs are $12.50, Storm $1.03. But have a look at the first try scorers, it is unbelievable. The first 15 first try scorers are all Melbourne Storms. So guys on the bench are a fair chance of even, even getting a try before Nick Kotrick for the, uh, for the Dogs. His, he went from $26 to $31. So there's absolutely no love for the Bulldogs whatsoever. I reckon Bellamy could be on the odds for the first try. There's that many Storm players in for a try before uh, the, uh, the Bulldogs get a look in it. But the line's at 20 and a half and... Uh, yeah, the Storm don't lose too many like this. And Roosters v. the Sharks. They've got the young Sam Walker, who uh, he was solid last week. Do you think that he can beat a surprisingly, I think, solid Sharks this year? Yeah, look, the Roosters are still firming, though. And, uh, you know, Oregon, it's a good bet. The Sharks at $3.40. They've uh, gone out. They started at $2.78 right in the start of the week. So they've really blown up. The line's at uh, 8 So, you know, the Sharks plus 8 is $1.95, I reckon, to a pretty good bet. So there's been a little bit at the Roosters at uh, plus 13 at $2.34. But outside of that, uh, you know, all the favourites have been well back today. The Titans from the Knights, the, the Storm over the Dogs and the Roosters over the Sharks. That's pretty much how it's going for your, for your Saturday Rugby League. 
and the Swannies. How good are they going? Is there any update oh. uh, on the Swannies? Yeah, well, they're still flying, buddy. Uh, well, he kicked a, t- a dollar two to kick a goal last week, and uh, yeah, he kicked a couple. So yeah, they're, they're still eleven dollars for the flag. The last night was the big one with Port Adelaide versus uh, Richmond. Port Adelaide winning by two points, but Richmond still hold the flag favourite at at five dollars. Uh, Port Adelaide at five fifty. The Swannies they were at sixty seven at the start of the year. They're still at eleven dollars. So a good little bit, a good little bit there. But uh, just before we wrap it up with. Uh, for all those NRL Massive fans out there, if you think you know your footy, you can join the world's biggest, how's this, three-round three NRL tipping comp. Now, we know it's too hard to tip for the whole year. Three-round tipping comp. If you know your footy, just go to knowyourfooty.com.au. T's and C's apply, but how good's that? Thanks, Spider. It's always good to hear your angelic voice. Uh, play Up, Play Up is your best bet. Bet now at playup.com.au. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Uh, well done, Kempi. And I think it's the first time in a betting integration we've heard the term angelic voice. <laughs> uh, first well time ever. Oh, I love uh, Spider. He said aches. Probably going to be on the first tries list before, <laughs> before a Bulldogs <laughs> play up. Yeah. Beautiful stuff. Uh, you, know, you know what we did years ago? And I, I uh, in respect of uh, Play Up there, we, we actually... Um, uh, in, in one of our markets, we threw Brad Fitley in as first try scorer mm. for the uh, State of Origin. And uh, people were backing it. There were yeah, eight people who backed Brad Fitley <laughs> to get the first try in last year's State of Origin. Uh, Rabbitohs, too good for the Broncos. 34 po- 35 points to six, rather. Rabbitohs, uh, Latrell Mitchell at his destructive best. Two tries, three line break assists. Adam Reynolds, he kicked the first two-point field goal. And here's what Wayne Bennett had to say about that. When we get him playing, well, we'll see a lot more of him. He's... Why did you say that, Wayne? Well, we're all looking at him thinking... Well, you were all looking at him last year and you told me he couldn't play, so I, I couldn't play fullback. Yeah, I'll give you that. So I get confused. I, so I'll just sit on the sidelines now and let you guys do all the commentary. But he's obviously playing good football, Wayne. He's obviously, it seems as though he's... Well, I don't, I mean, think, he's he was, playing, I don't think he's playing where, where he can play. Where do you want him to be better? If he's not where, he, where you think he can be, where do you think he can That's be? That's a conversation I'll have with him. Is it just a case, Wayne, you've seen him rise as a fullback over the past year and you just don't think he's at his peak yet? Like, it's just a continual rise the more time he gets there? I thought he was pretty good the first time I saw him. I don't, I don't know if he's getting better. Or... Is he better now than he was round one last year at fullback? Oh, well, he'd be better because he's been with us for 12 months and he's used to the players around him more, but I thought he was pretty good then. What, what about Adam Reynolds? Just on the two-point field goal, firstly, I mean, was that something he had been training well, I haven't for? made Peter happy. And that was the first one we've had in the season, so I thought it was great. I thought he'd be happy and he's innovative and he's got lots of courage for us and lots of good things for the game, so I was happy for him, actually. <laughs> oh, I he's love the best one, isn't he? He does not give a rat's what they think. But nah. uh, I'll tell you one thing he does, he defends his players and... Um, He's very good at, and Kempe, you probably know, know better than me playing under him. If there's any question marks over, like a Latrell at fullback or Adam Reynolds in the contract situation, yeah. he's, he throws out a great press conference. So everyone starts talking about Wayne. You know, he, yeah. he, he shifts the smoke. So, well, while you're not looking here, come and look up here. You know, he's, he's very good at taking the pressure off a situation to be talking about something else. Man, uh, I, I tell you, as a fan, any big game the Rabbitohs have, uh, you know, people listening, I guarantee. Just watch what Wayne does before the game. Yeah. He'll he'll say or do something that seems you know innocent or whatever, but he does it whenever there's a big game. Wayne will come out and say something that might be a little bit outrageous, a little bit cheeky, 
and all of a sudden we're all talking about Wayne instead of talking about you know Latrell and Reynolds and Walker and and uh, you know so he's a master. You know he I love that he plays the media like a fiddle. You know well, he's played it there with Latrell Mitchell. Yeah, but he sent a message to Latrell Mitchell. Basically, daring him to go and be the best player in the game. Yep. But he's right though. Yeah. Luttrell, the crazy thing about Latrell is he can still get better. Mm. You know, he's playing incredible, um, and he's proven everyone that he is making the fullback position his own. He's not going to be like Tedesco. He's not going to be like Happy. He's going to be like yeah. Latrell. Well, you give Latrell Mitchell twelve months to play hooker, you'd be one of the best hookers in the game. You know, like he, he he did struggle when he first started. He struggled, and that's just in terms of getting his body and. Uh, up to speed with the yeah. fitness levels of a fullback, it's different to a centre. So you give a quality player, any quality player, enough time in a certain position that they play, they're going to be good at it. You yep. know, Wayne's just good. You know, he, he throws a bit of bit of bait out there, bagging the journos about. You know, you said you guys said he wasn't good last year, I, I, but at the same time, defending his play, but at the same time saying, "Yeah, I want better from you." you well, I, I love how you know a lot of people would have mishandled the Latrell situation last year. And there was every opportunity for it to get out of hand of the Latrell hate. The Latrell can't play fullback. But Wayne was constantly, he didn't give them an inch from him that he wasn't happy with Latrell mm. was going. If he even gave them a breath of, oh, we're not happy with how Latrell's going, they would have just turned Absolutely. it into yeah. you know, a nightmare. A bloke who knows all about Wayne Bennett because he coached him last year in the winning State of Origin series for Queensland, Kurt Capewell, boys. And uh, this bloke knows all about winning, that's for sure. I'm pleased to say Kurt's on the line. G'day, Kurt. Hey fellas, how are we? Mate, you're making this competition very boring. We wake up on a Monday and it's another win for the Panthers. It's been pretty exciting for me, mate. Um, uh, it's good to start the season so well. Um, yeah, it's, I suppose it's a credit to our team and how hard we've been working. Yeah, Kurt Finchie, mate, you, you know, been, when you've been around long enough like we have, you, you're going to be in good teams and winning. You're going to know how it's on the other end when it's a, mm. a tough season. Mate, just watching you guys come together after every try last night, there seems that everyone has just seemed so happy. You were celebrating every try like it was a, a match-deciding try. It seems a very happy camp at the moment and, and a close-knit team. Yeah, mate, 100%. You know, we've, we've been a close-knit group. We've pretty much got the same group we had last year, and obviously we built some pretty strong behaviours last year on and off the field together as a team. So um, for it all to come together like it has been the last couple of weeks, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's enjoyable, you know, that the vibe, all the energy in the whole place is just through the roof and uh, it's awesome to be a part of it. Hey, Kurt, it's uh, Denon here, mate. Uh, I just wanted to ask you about what kind of structures are in place that allow each of your forwards, like yourself, you know, you get, the, you get through the tough work, but you've all got your own, I guess, ball playing ability, ability to offload. What's the conversations in your forward pack about allowing you to get through the structured stuff, but also, you know, the freedom to play the way you want to play? Yeah, I suppose it, it you know, it's sort of game plans, they change sort of week to week depending on who you play. But um, I guess we've been very lucky across the park that we've got, you know, we've got skill all across the parks, all through our middle, uh, all on our left edge. And then, like you could see last night with Mama's that flick pass, he's got that much skill as well. So it's sort of no matter which which side of the field we we get the ball to, I guess any, anyone's anyone's capable of, of pulling off something special. And um, you know it's it's been really encouraging to see it at the start of this year that you know we scored tries both through the middle and down both sides of the park as well. So uh, I think I think you know as a team we work well in in that a lot of us boys, 
you know, pride ourselves on our hard work and, and getting through the tough stuff. And then, um, you know, we, we're happy to share around who gets to score the tries. Well, Kurt, you know firsthand to win a comp, good players are going to miss out in the 17. You were 18th man in the 2016 uh, Premiership of the Cronulla Sharks. You're in a scenario now, the Penrith Panthers, where the same thing's going to happen, whether it be in the forward pack or in the back line. Dylan Edwards comes back. Uh, Momorovsky, you mentioned, he's playing great. Uh, Matty Burton's flying in the centres. There's going to be some headaches for Ivan, isn't there? Yeah, I think it's a good problem to have. Um, and I guess you get that in every every good team which is having a good year. Um, obviously, injuries play a part, and, and the least injuries you can have, sort of the better team you would go. I think when we when we played in 2016, I think you know all year I think we used 23 players for the t- whole year, so um, it, it definitely helps with building combinations and, and playing together week to week. So I think it's a good headache for Ivan to have. Yeah, I reckon another good headache. You must have really strong leaders there, Kurt, to be able to, obviously, the consistency. What is it now, 21 from 22? That's just ridiculous um, to, to have that consistently winning. But you know with any, it's just the human nature is, if you're winning that much, it's, you think, oh, we're going all right. You know, we, we, might, we don't have to do this. We don't have to do that. You know, we don't have to train as hard. How hard has it been to say keep the focus and, and set challenges and be accountable when you've been on such a long winning streak? Yeah, I, I guess it could be hard, but um, the way the coaching staff have gone about it, it's uh, it's been really impressive. You know, we as a playing group know that complacency is probably the only thing that can beat us at the moment. Yeah, beat yourself. Um, yeah, that's right. Beating yourself is probably the only way you can lose. Uh, so our training intensity. You know, it, it hasn't dropped off one bit. And, and we got blokes like um, James Fisher-Harris and, and, and uh, Moses Leota and, and Isaiah training who just, you know, like they don't take a soft sit up at training, let alone in a game. So I think if you train with that intensity week to week and it just feels normal and we don't have any blokes wanting to take shortcuts, at the, you know, all at the moment. So, um, you know, it's really exciting and, I just hope we can keep keep the vibe going, keep the energy up. I'll tell you what, media access these days, boys, is unbelievable. And uh, I believe this was uh, Matty Burton after the big win for Penrith the other night. You know what? I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. I'm not fucking leaving! <laughs> was that the case, Kurt? <laughs> oh, I think he was he was pretty pumped up after that Troy score. I think I seen him kiss the badge yeah. on the jersey. So, <laughs> oh, it's, you know, it's a funny situation. But as you guys know, in rugby league, uh, you have times where, where you're obviously going to end up at another club the next year. But uh, full credit to Matty Burton. And, you know, he's definitely ahead of his age. And, you know, he's got a head on him like a 30-year-old. And he's just so responsible and... You know, he's that passionate about our team and, and he's obviously got great friendships with all of us and he wants to win the comp this year. So hey, Curtie, hopefully we can get it done for him. Hey, hey Curdy, has, has Bizza and Jerome Luai taught you how to Mountie Bop yet? Uh, I haven't quite got the hang of it yet. <laughs> um, I definitely, it's not from lack of effort. It's about <laughs> the only music we listen to is that, is that Western Sydney rap. So I've actually, I've actually learned to like it a little bit. It's, it's a bit different from the country music and... You know, what I'm probably used to, but it's definitely catchy. 
if they keep playing the way you play, you don't care what they listen oh, to. You exactly. listen to Bible music if you yeah. want to get the gospel out. Whatever they're playing, yep. just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, it's an unbelievable run, Kurt, mate. And we do appreciate you uh, joining us today. And, uh, mate, just keep enjoying it. Uh, you're playing spectacular football yourself, and it must be so much fun. Well done. Uh, thanks for having me on, guys. Just a quick one. Any, anyone got any racing tips today? Uh, yes, I do, mate. Skylab. Skylab in the Derby. <laughs> And uh, Bivouac in the TJ. There you go. Back those yes. two, you should be winning. Lovely. Thank you very much, man. Thanks right. for the time. Gamble responsibly, Kurt. Anyway, there you Mate, go. You know so. what I love about that? Kurt's talked for footy the whole time, and he's just thinking, hurry up, boys. Finish this, <laughs> finish this, footy, <laughs> yeah. finish this footy interview so I can ask for racing tips. That's what it's all about. <laughs> it's Saturday. They're oh, on fire. Saturday. Top of the ladder. <laughs> he's going for beers and a putt. That's oh. what it's all about. How good is it? Aren't they good fun to watch, boys? They, you're they almost... Are. You almost want to see them just get it now, don't you? Well, it's, it's funny how, you know, you look at some teams over the past, they can say they're a bit boring or yeah. they stretch. But this team is just an attacking machine as well as defensively. Yeah. You know, they keep Canberra to two tries, which is, you know, obviously the defensive is unbelievable. And that's what they build their game off. But their attacking ability, strike across the field. You've got Kikau and Momoroski on one side and Burton and... And Cleary on the boys, Lua on the other. It's, it's an amazing team. And, and the big boys through the middle. Absolutely. Uh, this is Crunch Time brought to you by Red Rooster and Azuzu, the three-letter Azuzu. D-Max, born to live. Azuzu is the way to go there. one 1170 457 Den and Kemp, Brett Finch. I'm Joel Kane. I'm breaking back with more. Uh, it certainly is crunch time brought to you by Red Rooster and Azuzu, the three-litre Azuzu D-Max born to live. Now, Finchie, uh, a little bit of talk around, uh, which I don't think will ever happen, but rugby league having a draft. Mm. We've already been down that path. It didn't work out. I'd be interested to know if there was a hypothetical draft and every single player was up for grabs, who's the first halfback going in the draft? Well, I think, you've, in my opinion, put clear at the top just because of his age and then how good the kid is. Um, like he's got still got another what 10, 12 years yeah. in first grade, and he he would already be considered one of the better halfbacks yep. of the competition. So if you're looking, if if I was looking to start at, start a club from scratch, I, I'm going after Cleary yep. just for the longevity. Uh, he's, he's durable as a young kid, and he's, and he's one of the top halfbacks now already, and becoming a leader in his own right. Um, and then you got the group of. What are we looking for as a club to maybe pinch a premiership in the next couple of years? Yep. You, you'd then look to like a DCE, a Pierce, a Reynolds, folks who have won the comp but are into their early 30s. So they might only have a bit like a Tom Brady at the Buccaneers. So yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying these are the superstars, the Tom legends, but they're... Time's they're, not they're, on your hands. They're, pre, they're premiership winning players. They're rep players. They've been great for a long time. You know, they've got a few years left. So you've already got the pieces there. You just need an old head in the middle. You, you might, and then you've got the blokes in the middle where you're like your Hughes, your Townsend, your Moses. Mm. Um, well, Hughes is a funny one because he's won the comp, but yeah. he's still – would he be at that same in another system? Like that, that, That's a question you'd have to ask. But I've got no doubt if I was starting a club. Where's George Williams in all of this? Uh, sorry, George Williams, I, I'd look to well, – he comes into – you know, if you miss on a – let's say a draft situation, if you miss a Cleary yeah. and you're looking to build a club, Williams is – your next young. So you're, you're a big, big rap on Williams? Huge rap on him. Yes. Huge rap on him. Um, he's been in the game. He's been over here for less than 18 months. Who, who, who are you taking? I know your mates of Mitchell Pierce, but yeah. it, who's in front of those two? Mitchell Pierce or George Williams? Is there much separating those well, two? Well, I think what, if, what, what, your, what your team would need. Yeah. You know what I mean? Would, would I throw, um, 
you know, if you need that final piece, you know, you probably go, you know, obviously Mitchell's one of my uh, really close mates. You probably go George just for yeah. longevity. You know, yep. lot, you know, he's got a lot of time left on his side. Uh, I'm not saying Mitchell's done. I still think he's got a few years left. You know, but you know, they're third. You know, thirty, thirty-one. Um, you know, less time than than Cleary's and the Williamses and the Moseses. But um, who's the players on this list who who could be nervous about a draft situation? Do you think? Yeah, I think your blokes like your Brooks and your, like, you know, he's a, let's get to the point now with Brooksy, you know, and I'm, I think he's a good player. For so long, you, you, you're you putting it where potentially he yeah. could be, you know, now he's in you know, mid-20s now, hasn't even played in the final series. You know, that's certainly just not all on him. That's uh, that's certainly got to do with the teams you're in, but um, you get to that point there, you can be labelled a certain, like for a long time, I... Well, I had to sort of go to 5-8 because was I a halfback that could lead a team to a grand final? Yeah. I lost two in a row at uh, Roosters. You know, uh, for Cleary, Cleary's next thing is can he take the team to the big dance? You know, he lost the Storm and he then lost the Origin. You know yeah. what I mean? So that's the next step, you know, like for, in terms of not for him, but the, the questions that well, get the asked. Next, the next, and it will happen in his career, Denon, where he's got a big moment, Nathan Cleary. Mm. And he'll nail it. And, and, and if he doesn't nail it, that's when they'll come for him, won't yeah. they? They'll be saying he's not a big game player. But, but Brooksy could start getting the tag that he can't get his team to the finals, yeah. you know. So that's that's can easily come with over time. Like then that's just my opinion. Yeah, I think the the Nathan Cleary uh, chat around him not being a big player is very very premature. But you know, I think people are think like just because the grand final didn't work out, we have to remember Storm absolutely towed the Raiders up the week, the week before. before. Of course, it was it was a, a question of the greatest hooker of all time with one of the greatest sixes of a generation in Munster, going against a young half in his first grand final. And a team that's been there before. A like team the... that's been there twice. Most of them have won two premierships. Mm. Now, another thing that frustrates me as well, what, the games leading up to the grand final aren't big games? Yeah. They're not big games. So, the, se- the 17 of them that's, before. That's right. Yeah. Like that's the, right. The grand final, so the, the prelims, the semis, that's not a big game. A standalone origin the game. The standalone yeah. origin game. Yeah. The series that he won as origin, that's not a big game. In, in the game two where they needed to bounce back just last year, he was he outrageously good. Yeah. He won He won player of the series for New South Wales just last year. Mm. And people like, oh, he. some people might be like, oh, he shouldn't have won it for New South Wales. Rah, rah. Um, if, if Freddie Fittler thinks that he should have won it, or whoever the selectors are, I think they're more qualified than pretty much all of us to exactly. say whether he should have won or not. So this idea that, you know, because he didn't win a grand final against a storm that had... That storm side had about... They took about 10 games to click. And once they worked out what they needed to be, they were one of the most dominant sides we've seen. You know, mm. they went through that They went through the that grand final series last year, sorry, the final series. They didn't even look close to losing nah. a game. And if you can go to a Raiders who were in the grand final before last year, the year before, a, Ra- a Raiders that took Roosters nearly to the edge, and they towed them up. Mm. Now Panthers, yes, he wasn't his birth best first half, but what was the score in the end? It was a one try score. Uh, like yeah. I, I, they were never going to lose yeah, it in the end. That's right. But it was still a big game, yeah. and a of half course. a footy that Cleary came back into, and nearly and he, he got twenty four points against an incredible storm. But the ridiculous thing about our our game. And when I'm saying this, I'm not saying that that was my opinion that he couldn't do the big game. I've got a huge rap on Nathan. I think he's terrific. But but because it's the nature of the beast with the seven. That's right. Mate, he was – I know he's through the intercept, but he's trying to get his team back in it. He scores an amazing individual right. try. Mm. They're probably not there without his form during the year, you know. No way. And you're exactly right talking about the big games. It's the nature of the beast with league where if we lose the first port, the first stop for criticism, yep. he's your number seven. Yep. yep. You know what I mean? And, and I can guarantee you – if they don't win the competition this year, 
the first stop for criticism from from the critics who will be go straight to the number seven, even if he's been their best player. Hey, boys, um, a lot of synergies to 30 years ago, isn't it? Like, you could easily see the Melbourne Storm. So 30 years ago, Canberra win the comp, yeah. the all-conquering Canberra. They beat the Panthers. Both teams meet again the following year. The roles are re- reversed. You could easily see the Panthers and the Melbourne Storm squaring off in the grand final with a similar thing to what happened 30 years ago. Hey, boys, we're just going to do this quickly. Uh, brought to you by the powerful three-litre turbo diesel Isuzu D-Max. No matter the adventure, the Isuzu D-Max is born to live. We're going to talk about our Saturday standouts, Dan. And uh, what's your standout for this Saturday? Uh, the games this weekend? Look, I just want to continue to see how Sam Walker develops. I think that he was... You know, his calm is what impressed me so much last week. He had a solid, good debut. Um, but also, I loved his ability to change tempo. I think a lot of halves these days, especially young ones, they're, they're so anxious and so keen to get in there. They're just up on the... Like, they just the speed is just constantly at 100%. Mm. Whereas I really liked his calmness and his ability to go, you know, I'm going to go slow this play. I'm going to slow then fast. I'm going to, you know, attack the line. I'm going to, you know, pass the ball early. Um, so Sam Walker is someone that I really want to see... Um, but I also am interested in seeing the Titans. They are playing good footy, but they're still not where they should probably be at mm. the moment. I think that there's about four or five players in their side that have really let them down. You know, I think their signings have done a really good job. Um, so I'm interested to see the Titans kick on to where they should be. You know, they can't... That they've had heaps of hype and they, they haven't under-delivered, but they also haven't delivered as much as maybe they this should This is a game they should win too. They should, should win and they should win quite comfortably if they are. They've got Ash Taylor back... Uh, Fogarty seems to be sweet with his cork. Um, you know, Tino is fast becoming one of my favourite players. Uh, you know, so th- those two things. Look, I think Storm Bulldogs, it's it's a rough time for Bulldogs. I don't see where the light at the end of the tunnel is for them. What's your Saturday standout, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, Well, we've seen Brett Morris score back-to-back hat-tricks. Uh, I want to know if the Papster can get four tries back-to-back. Wow, yeah. against well, the Doggies. We've, we've, yeah. And it's a big possibility. 100% yeah. it is. We, we've seen Brett Morris get a hat-trick in the first two games. Is it possible the bloke could go? I don't. I don't think it's happened. Go four tries back to back. I think. Uh, and the way the Storm play uh, through the middle, if they get a bit of momentum, like you've seen, because he scored the four tries in eleven minutes, you know, he can, they can break the back where you're down, then break the back of the opposition, and he's always he's always going to be in the picture. Yep. Um, you know, can he get four tries against the Dogs? That's my Saturday standout as well. Also looking forward to Caelan Ponger. What's the fullbacks on it? Like my Saturday standout is on the one day seeing Tedesco. Pappenhausen and Ponga going around. I'm looking forward well, to that. Put in AJ Brimson there because they're oh, two Brimson. Queensland. Yep. Of course. You know, and he's the, he's the incumbent. Of course. Yep. So that's a, that'll be a great battle Massive in battle. itself. Uh, boys, uh, plenty of text messages coming through. Uh, uh, Sharpie says, hey, boys, I'm about to get into a few skewy, skewy, moy, moys. He's looking forward <laughs> to that. Uh, g'day, Den, and I'd appreciate a plug. No, I can't say that one, Sharpie, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, hey, boys, uh, this is coming from Ed. Could Carmichael Hunt be the answer at the Broncos? Uh, chatted mm. this and other things that, yeah, with uh, Russell Barwick. Uh, could he be the answer? Uh, that is the question. Hey, boys, my name is Richard from Brizzy. Love the show. And loved Kempy and Finchie talking about their potties. I'm a social worker, and uh, it's a hell of a draining time at times. It's a great way to uh, de-stress and listen to the boys and their positivity. So there you go. We do appreciate that. And Cheech writes, uh, can Finchie explain to everyone that Rod Payton is the best dancer over 105 kilos? Big Rodney Payton's is Toddy Payton. Yeah. Is, is Rodney Payton. Um, long story short, a fan came up. Greatest fan. Mm. Um, Toddy was dancing with his girlfriend, and you said, T- "You tell that Rodney Payton to stay away from your girlfriend." I said, "Rodney Payton." That was a, that was a long time ago, back when we were kids in uh, 
kids in canvas, but uh, he is for for a big man. Toddy Payton he was back over 100. He was about over 130 kilos back in his playing days. Oh, that's dear. very light on his feet for a big man, Toddy Payton. And boys, uh, we're going to wrap it up now. Well, I'll, I'll be charging in a few skewy skewy boys myself mm. in a minute, but. Uh, can't be well done again. What's on for this afternoon? Mate, just uh, spend time with the missus. Yeah. Show her I appreciate her. Yeah. That's about it. That's about it. That's probably the main reason why I did start the podcast. I just didn't want to talk to the missus. So <laughs> start talking to myself for a change. Oh, there's Brett Finch. There's Dan and Kemp. If you've missed any of the show, we'll be podcasting it as well. Uh, that's the way to get involved. And don't forget, you can hear the boys on a weekly basis, uncensored. Brett Finch. You can also hear Bloke in a Bar with the great Den and Kemp. Three games coming up today. You've got the Titans taking on the Newcastle Knights. You have the Bulldogs. Good luck, Bulldogs. You haven't scored a point in three weeks, and you take on the might of the Purple Jumpers, which is the Melbourne Storm. That is a mighty, mighty assignment. Can Ryan Pappenhausen go berserk again? Uh, keeping in mind, too, boys, that uh, it was Cody Walker playing quite flat that destroyed the Bulldogs last week, so you get the sense that Ryan Pappenhausen could easily follow suit there. And then tonight, this is a very, very tricky game. I'm interested to see where they're at, the Cronulla Sharks. They need a big scalp. They haven't had one for a while. But they get their chance against the Roosters, who absolutely smashed the Warriors uh, last week there. So anyway, that pretty much wraps up another edition of Crunch Time. All the shows continue here at SEM. We do appreciate that. Crunch Time, thanks to Red Rooster and Azuzu. Red Roosters, crunchy fried chicken available at selected restaurants. If you want the tips of the day for what it's worth, I'll go the Titans, the Storm, and I think the Roosters go past the Sharkies. Anyway, thank you to you, Alex. Thank you to Brooksy. We'll catch us all next time. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.